Hello, everyone. I am so excited to have you joining me today. Um, today's guest, attorney Kimra Major Morris, was thrust into the national spotlight when she was retained by the parents of Trayvon Martin to register protect and license their intellectual property. Today, we wanna to talk about your intellectual property. We wanna talk about copyright, trademarks, and your online courses. We're gonna get right into that right after this quick intro. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why y'all so happy? And you don't know, Charvette Mitchell is on the radio. It's time to get motivated, excited, and influenced. And influenced. Why? It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, live from Richmond, Virginia. And now, here to motivate, excite, and influence you, Charvette, Charvette Mitchell. All right. Hello, 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 everyone. And welcome to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, broadcasting live, live from the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, but heard all across the world wide web. Yep. Hey, dolls. Hey, gents. Thank you for those that are coming on in and watching us from all across Facebook. Certainly, we appreciate you. Periscope, go ahead. Give us some hearts. Give us some hearts. Welcome to those that are listening from YouTube. And Twitter, if you're hanging out on Twitter and you are watching us, we appreciate you. Certainly, all of our podcast stations, Spreaker and iTunes and iHeartRadio and all of that, we thank you so much for being here for another segment of the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, where our goal is to motivate, excite, and influence. And I'm telling you, we're going to do just that with our guest today. Um, so if you're new to the show and you are watching and listening live, go ahead and shout out and let us know where you are watching from. Uh, we want to give you some love as we always do. And this segment is brought to you by my upcoming online course called Product and Course Academy. Yep, we enroll right now and it's jumping off on July 13th. You can visit myacademy.biz and you'll spend eight weeks with me live creating your own virtual courses and virtual products. So, there you have it. There you have it. All right. So listen, today's show, I am so, so excited. Let me formally introduce my guest who's who's hanging out in the virtual green room, hanging out, uh, ready to chat, ready to ready to talk and share and pour um, into our audience. Kimra Major Morris is a top-rated intellectual property attorney. She's licensed um, to practice in Florida. She's a nationally published author on the subject of trademarks and a television host of Legal Connections that's in conjunction with FAMU College of Law and Orange TV. Um, she is the principal attorney at Major Morris LLC, Major Moore's Law LLC, um, and she represents business owners. She represents celebrity talent, including professional athletes, international music artists, TV personalities, and entertainment industry executives. Listen, her 2020 speaking roster is chock full, <laughs> um, talking about brand protection, um, places like, I don't know, you might know Microsoft or Tom Joyner, but he, she is here with us today on the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. And so I'm super excited um, to be bringing up to the mic right now, uh, live on the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, our guest. Hello, Kimra, welcome to the show. Hi, Charvette. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, we are glad to have you uh, and glad to be able to just talk to you really about all of the amazing things that you you are doing. We have um, visitors and 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 uh, 
listeners coming on in. Hey, Tracy, good evening. Hello, Coach Andrea from Charlotte, good evening. Thank you guys for coming on in. And so I want to go back because before we went on air, we figured out you have a Virginia connection. So specifically Petersburg. So yep. tell us a little bit about that. So while uh, my dad was a pastor as I was growing up, so I'm originally from Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, my dad pastored in D.C. on Capitol Hill, and then um, he was in Petersburg. So I actually went to Petersburg High. Uh, I was in the class of 85, and I did not actually graduate with my class because we moved to Florida in my senior year. But I also went to Peabody Middle School. All right. So shout out. Listen, um, comedian Wendy Lee, um, she's she's being funny. She put that she's from Wakanda. Listen, Wakanda forever. But she knows she's representing Petersburg right now. She's listen. OK, she had to change it. There you go. I knew I had to. She's representing Petersburg. Shout out to my blood sister, Kim, who's watching from Periscope. Thank you so much. That's so um, before we go get into all of the amazing things that you're doing now, um, in your bio, it talks about you being a red carpet photographer for BET and a video editor for HBO. So that's a little bit of a difference from law. So yeah. talk a little bit about those that kind of beginning period for you. Right. So I had a very unconventional path to the law. Um, I just did what I like to do. Um, there was a song out years ago. I know I can be what I want to be. <laughs> that was kind of my motto. Uh -huh. uh, whatever I saw growing up, I had the privilege of working at the federal court when I was 18 years old. And um, there were some miserable adults um, at that courthouse. And I realized I was on a break from school and I realized how important it was for for people and, and for me in particular to, to do what I like to do because I saw my future. I was like, okay, the money here is great. The benefits are good, but these people are just not happy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, you know, I remember that that really did stick with me. And as I chose where to work, I was pretty selective about that. Even if the jobs weren't paying what, what I wanted to make, I would still do it because I saw the potential in having a happy career. So, yeah, so those red carpet jobs, I actually started off as a rapper, which is, um, it was a joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know, I know, right, <laughs> kid. So we get to Florida and mm -hmm. this is the same uh, time when Salt and Pepper kicked off and I thought, you know, I think I can do that. So I wrote this poem about credit because when you're 18, how do you get credit unless you establish it? It was this whole circular argument. So that was actually my first rap. I need credit. <laughs> <laughs> So I let my friend hear it and he's like, yo, you should do an album. It was uh -huh. like what I actually did. And I signed with this label and Betty Wright, Rest Her Soul, was my vocal coach. I ended up performing on South Beach and the music conferences. And it was a lot of fun. And um, I worked with Professor Griff. I ended up moving to New York. Um, so it was taken off. But then I, you know, love, love, love. What do we say about love? I fell in love with my oldest daughter and realized I had to put my little microphone down to feed my child. <laughs> I stayed in school, my, my major was video production. So that was good because it gave me still a creative outlet even though I wasn't doing the music. So I did get an opportunity to work um, as a camera person, a Chiron operator. That's a little picture that's behind the news anchor. Um, at CNN, I worked in CNN New York and then I had baby number two. Uh, my daughters are now 26 and 21. Wow. So, you barely look 30. I mean, you barely oh, look. I, you barely look 30. 
Um, anyway, so I ended up moving back home with my parents to, you know, because they were so supportive um, during a, what was a, a rough time. Although, you know, kids are beautiful when you don't have the, the right support, then sometimes you just have to take a step back. So thankfully, my parents were there. Um, and I worked at HBO where I met um, a lot of people who were entrepreneurs. And I realized in production, and we were in the minority. Um, they wow. great paying jobs at the time. This is in the 90s. You know, video editors are making $75 an hour and all you needed was a laptop and a camera. Still, that's a great industry for anybody trying to get into, um, you know, tech, creative stuff because we're just not uh, in droves behind the scenes. So that's how I got those red carpet jobs. I knew, you know, I was building my network, still had the network from the music business. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's been a road. Um, it's been a road. Listen, we have a question from comedian Wendy Lee. Uh, what, was you, what was your rapper name? <laughs> okay, so it changed a couple of times. First, a little, for a little while, it was corny, but I was Lady K. And then toward the end there, you know, I really fell in love with Tribe Called Quest and, of course, Lauren Hill. So my name that I was going by was Bo Peep because I had rhymes for the lost sheep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Even now, you know, my kids are funny because they, they're like, don't play that song. But they love right. it. Like, I don't find like, any old footage of that. Don't <laughs> exactly. let's that very Well, listen, you're getting comments. Tina over on YouTube is like, you look fabulous. Oh, and... <laughs> I definitely want to capture Coach Andre, who's a life coach. Uh, oh, yeah. It's so important that you do what you love. It's so yeah. important that you do yeah. <laughs> do what you love. Shout out to Yvette. <laughs> Thank you for making this connection happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. PR lady. Yes. So when did, how did you get into law? Okay. So I had the job at HBO and they were doing company layoffs. But, you know, as I said, I, as we were talking about, I was traveling, I still live in Florida and I was traveling on, you know, on these flights with all this equipment. So, because for BET, they would hire me to do the red carpet footage for the Soul Train Awards. Sometimes I would do it for the BET Awards, sometimes for Spring Bling. But when you are a photographer slash videographer, um, then you're traveling with a tripod, you got your camera, you got your, your video camera, your still camera, it was a lot of equipment. So I, I had this vision of myself going through the airport with all this equipment in my 50s. And I said, okay, it's time to pivot again. <laughs> this ain't gonna be working. Yeah. So, you know, I think um, one of my friends and I, when we were little, we used to talk about how if you're fortunate, you'll live to be at the time 35 was old. You know, if you're fortunate, you'll live to be 35. And so you don't want to be mad when you get there. And yeah. so I always looked ahead to see if this is something that I saw myself doing at an older age. And so that's mm -hmm. how I came to go back to school. I had been out of school for 13 years and went back to wow. school at 37. My girls were five and nine. Um, it, was, it wasn't easy. Um, you know, so I dropped everything, went full time and I graduated two days after I turned 40. So I was a happy 40 year old. <laughs> happy 40 year old. Practicing law. I love it. Let me shout out. Um, definitely. Hello, Dr. Uh, Chandra Williams. I'm actually wearing some of her earrings and her ring. And shout out to, I know she tagged her son, Trey, who just released a released a um, CD, uh, released a single. So I think that's really cool um, because you do work with a lot of artists. And so talk a little bit about this intellectual property from those that may be aspiring artists or artists kind of in the entertainment space. How do you, you know, any guidance or help that you give them there? Well, definitely. I know it's tempting nowadays to enter into these pitch contests, 
Mm. I had a call from someone the other day who had contacted an artist directly, um, you know, sent his music to the artist and, you know, he was able to track that his file was open several times. And so, you know, so the people are accessing your information, at least protect it with the copyright office. It's not even expensive. I think it's intimidating to a lot of people, but if you just spend some time on copyright.gov, there are lots of tutorials. I'd love to take your money, but if you're an artist and constantly putting out creative content, then I think that's a great investment of your time. They have a lot of helpful information in the frequently asked questions section. So before you enter anybody's pitch contest, make sure you get a copyright registration. The filing fee is $55. You know, do that. Do that for yourself because if you catch it on the back end, if you catch somebody stealing your work and you don't have the copyright registration in place, then your recovery money is going to be limited. So why not put up that $55 and get protected? All right. So there you go. And if you're watching, type in copyright.gov. Um, if you're watching us live, type in copyright.gov and you can go there. And, and so thank you for saying that that's something that is a copyright is something you can go do yourself. Certainly you could hire a lawyer. Certainly you should have lawyer for guidance and all of that, but it is something that you can go do yourself. Yes. I do um, not recommend that for trademark work, but well, that's another subject. But yes. I think especially because creative people, that's what you're doing. So that's, yeah. that's your, so you have to figure out maybe a schedule, a quarterly schedule to submit your work to the copyright office, but don't leave it unprotected. And then, you know, it's, it's a sad situation when, when these clients come and this is something that they, you know, they, these things have personal meaning yes. for artists. Great, great, great. Thank you so much. And so um, certainly, as I mentioned, opening up that you were retained by the parents of Tray Trayvon Martin to do just some of these things, um, certainly to really protect, um, you know, their really the license and the copyright and all of that. And certainly when, when we have major um, incidences like this, people want to go print T-shirts, they want to go make merchandise and in support. But Talk a little bit about how you were able to help um, the Trayvon, Mar Trayvon Martin Foundation and late breaking, like hot off the press, um, <laughs> your interaction with George Floyd and, and, and that um, foundation. So I also represent the George Floyd Foundation and um, I represent still the Trayvon Martin Foundation since its inception. And like you said, a lot of times people are supporting. And so you want to go out to their rally Fist, yeah. you know, Wakanda fist, whatever you're doing, and you want to represent, right? And so how do people represent? So you have to be respectful and think, what if this were my relative? You know, mm -hmm. how would I feel if their name and likeness was on apparel and people were setting up online retail stores? So for the people who are pro this and pro that, think about how exploitive that is and ask questions about where is the proper venue to purchase these things because otherwise you know once the family is you know focused on it then i think that's also very hurtful so if your goal is to support this family don't have them thinking about all the money that they should have had you know when you are cleaning up so yes we live in a capitalistic society but at the same time we should also engage in a discussion about the proper channels to give to this cause, you know, and if the, if the foundation isn't set up yet, so it's, of course, the George Floyd Foundation is in its beginning stages, you know, what other outlets are aligned with this mission where I can, with good conscience, support this cause? Great. So about, 
you know, let me set up my apparel shop right now because I can clean up, you know, because really, again, it's somebody's father, somebody's, you know, brother. So you have to be sensitive to these things if you are and check just really about checking yourself as with many things in life. Absolutely. And then now that, so for instance, the Trayvon Martin Foundation, which is certainly completely set up in all of that, then there can be legal ramifications if Absolutely. they come back and see. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so what we did was we do have a copyright registration since 2012 of the iconic hoodie image. Um, people still, as recently as this week, are sending requests to the foundation to license that image. And what do those monies go toward? They go toward helping other victims of senseless gun violence. Sometimes they have book bag drives, you know, for kids, you know, the siblings of these other people who have been murdered or their, their children. So uh, workshops, you know, talking about what to do if you're approached this way, you know, stand your ground, all this stuff. And so you want to make sure that you are supporting, again, being consistent. So if you say you're a supporter, you know, that there are lots of areas that we should be checking off. Wonderful. What is your website while listeners are coming on in and tuning on in? It is majormorrislaw.com. So in my name, it's hyphenated, but not in the website. So in the domain, it's M-A-J-O-R-M-O-R-R-I-S-L-A-W.com. All right. So there you go. You can find out great details and information. And um, are you accepting clients right now? Always accepting clients. Okay, great. What we're going to do is take a quick commercial break. If you just tuned in, you're just popping in, you're checking out the Charvette Mitchell radio show live from the capital city of Richmond, Virginia. We are uh, chatting it up with chatting it up here with Kimra Major Morris, Esquire, intellectual property attorney. Um, We're going to take a commercial break. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about definitely I want you to talk about what's the difference between trademark and copyright because there's some confusion there and then in this space of online courses I'm a proponent I create online courses I teach people how to do courses and so I definitely want you to talk about um, some considerations around the intellectual property that we're putting out there so I'm going to let you hang back out in the green room the virtual green room <laughs> and then we'll be back, uh, listeners. And if you're just popping on in, this is a great time to go ahead and share this out because I know you have creatives and small business owners that are all up and down your timelines. It's a good time to share it out. And we're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. I want to teach you a lesson you'll never forget. Have you been thinking about creating your own courses or virtual products, but you don't know where to start? Are you tired of leaving money on the table and underutilizing your knowledge and skills? Let me show you how to monetize your expertise with virtual products and courses. Jump over to myacademy.biz. In this live eight-week course, I will show you how to create and deliver video courses, audio courses, ebooks, and more. Visit myacademy.biz and register for the next product and course academy where you walk away with the strategies and tools to create cash with your experience and knowledge. Visit myacademy.biz to get started today. All right. Welcome back Uh, again. The sponsor of the show is my course, myacademy.biz. Go check it out there uh, and get all of the details. There is a special that ends July 2nd. So you want to check it out. All right. So we're popping back in. Yes, we are getting ready to get into trademark versus copyright. Uh, Shout out to one of my clients, Tina Hunter, who's hanging out over uh, on YouTube, checking us out. This is a great conversation. Uh, Yvette, I completely agree with you. Awesome conversation um, that is needed. That is 
is needed. So let me bring my uh, guest back up uh, into uh, the virtual uh, mic and we're back here. And so I think this is a great time, uh, Kimra, to talk about um, trademark versus copyright. What do I need when? So any insight you can give would be great. Okay. Well, okay. So there are four areas of intellectual property law. They end up probably the most common for creatives, copyright and trademark. And so we'll focus on those, but the other two are patents and trade secrets. So copyrights, the easiest way, and you're right, these get messed up a lot. The easiest way to remember that something falls under the copyright umbrella is the letter C. C is for creative. Okay. So copyright is for creative stuff. So what's creative? Your content. So if you're teaching courses, the course, the, the way you describe your course, the instructions, the way you express yourself, that's copyrightable. If you are a singer, um, perhaps a singer-songwriter, the songs that you write are copyrightable. If you are a film writer, you know, perhaps it's an audio-visual audio work that you are going to register with the copyright office. Um, architects, your graphics, those things, literary works if you're an author. So those things are falling under the copyright umbrella, which the website I told you about, copyright.gov, is where you go to protect those. Trademarks, when you think of trademarks, you should think about business ownership or brand protection. It's brand identity. It's your business identity. We do a lot of stuff to protect ourselves from personal identity theft, but we don't do a whole lot to protect our businesses from business identity theft, which happens a lot on the Internet. So what can be trademarked? Your copyright, your business name, your logo, your slogan, if you have a, a popular tagline, even your name. So as you mentioned, I represent some high profile people. A lot of times they want to make sure that their names are protected by trademark. So um, and at what point was your question that yeah. you do these things when you um, create a work? So we talked about if you're constantly creating, if you have a, if you if you do web design and you had five clients this week, and you did not have the kind of contract where you transferred ownership of the web design to your client because you know that is a thing. It's not automatic. Just because you pay a designer doesn't mean you own it. Right. So you might want to hold on to these templates for licensing purposes. And then if you're depending on the rate that you're creating them, you might want to put yourself on a quarterly schedule, a monthly schedule. It just depends on the level. But as soon as possible, do not wait until a three to more than three months for sure, because you do lose some level of protection in copyrighted works waiting more than three months. So awesome. that's, yeah, that's really good for people to know. And so for, if someone is going for a trademark, that's definitely the time to engage an attorney. Okay. For sure. And people think that it, it, now some people have successfully registered their marks on their own. And I say kudos to those people, but there's a large percentage of people, more than more than half of people who do it on their own are not successful. Mm -hmm. And so, although you may have done it correctly, um, and correctly is gonna be in air quotes because there are certain things that you wanna consider when you are filling out the description of your products and services. So, you know, and so I, without going into much detail, if you have um, specially designed a course for business owners, right? Mm -hmm. put, that in your um, product description under the USPTO, that's a narrow description. But if you just say you design courses without saying who it's for, then you might have broader protection. So just little nuggets like that, when you have legal advice, 
you can come out a lot better um, leveraging depending on what your goals are. But I would say that the best time, of course, to lock in a trademark is um, before you register with your state. Now, this is our point. A lot of people think that because they have a business registered with the state, you're in Virginia. So let's say you go to the Virginia Division of Corporations website and you want to register Charvette's um, okay, you want to register the name of your show, right? And then you don't see any other names exactly like that on the the list of businesses in Virginia. And you go ahead and you say, yes, it's not taken. That's one of the biggest and most common mistakes that people make because what you've done is only verify that you are allowed to conduct business in the state of Virginia with this name. You have this is tunnel vision because you don't know what's going on in all the other states because you haven't had a comprehensive search done, nor do you know what's going on on social media, nor do you know what's going on with domains that might not have social media accounts, nor do you know what the global brand database looks like, especially for people making up names. So let's say I name my business, I don't know, Swerk. Uh huh. Maybe that means something. <laughs> but in the event that it does mean something, yeah. then the translated version of that is what the trademark office does. And they'll say, you know what, Swerk means beauty, and this is already taken. So oh. you're making up words too. So it's just so much. This is why you need an attorney because yeah. an attorney is going to do know all of these steps to take yeah. around the trademark. So we, we've given you a little bit, listeners, certainly. Um, Kimra, one more time, your website address for those that are listening and watching. It's majormorrislaw.com. M-A-J-O-R-M-O-R-R-I-S-L-A-W.com. Awesome. And we have a question coming in from Shanita. Hello, Shanita. Um, should you do both state and federal for trademarks? That's an excellent question. And the answer is yes. The reason why some people might say, well, what's the point if you're already registered federally? Well, everybody knows how slow the government is, right? So if you have an, a situation where there is infringement, then you can get your remedies a lot quicker going into state court. So that extra protection means more money and it also potentially more money. I can't guarantee that. But it also means that you have the potential to get your situation addressed a lot less expensive and quicker. So, yeah, right, there you go. Thank you for your question. Awesome. Awesome. So um, in the last few few minutes, our time flew, flew by. It just it just yeah, it <laughs> um, we had such a great conversation off offline, even talking about eyelashes and all that. But course creation, copyright. Absolutely. You create a course, you know, audio, video, you deliver a course. So copyright, you've covered that. We can go do that. Any other, a few other considerations you might have related specifically to online courses? Well, I would just say that you want to make sure that your, so your course has a name, your course, you want to lock in the domains, you want to lock in the social media handles. So you have to think about these things before you launch and before you even uh, submit a trademark application, if it's so, if your course did not already exist, if you were in the beginning and you wanted to make sure you were protecting everything, the trademark application would go after you lock in the domains because once you do the trademark application, it's public record. And those cyber spotters, cyber spotters are out there waiting to snatch up the domains that they know you're going to want to purchase to match your pending trademark application. 
All right. And should they get a tra a copyright first? Um, or is does the copyright and trademark, is there a situation where you have a copyright and a trademark? On oh, a definitely. Because remember, the copyright is for your creative content. So the copyright is going to protect your actual course description, you know, the things that go into your course, you know, the graphics even sometimes you, so I see your beautiful fuchsia. So whatever your look is, the look and feel of it, you know, you have to look out for those things. So that's copyrightable. And then of course the trademark is the thing that's gonna, you, you wanna protect your brand identity. So the name of the course, so definitely both. Yeah. All right. There you have it. We are seeing great. I'm seeing great tips. Great tips. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The goal of my show, the last question of the goal of my show is to motivate, excite and influence. And Kimra, we want to know what continues to motivate you. Oh, my goodness. Well, the fact that I am alive and I love what I do. I love um, supporting business owners. I love um, protecting people from, as a person who used to be an artist, there are lots of pitfalls. So you don't want to see people lose things. That, and if these things are directly tied to legacy and generational wealth. So what really helps me to stay motivated right now is the, the business owners helping us because we started late with protecting our intellectual property. So it means a lot to me to, to be able to protect our community's IP. Yeah, thank you for that. And thank you, thank you really on behalf of everyone. I think in the in the black community and we have all kinds of nationality that listen to and watch the show, but we definitely wanna say thank you. Absolutely, we're getting a lot of, I love this. And hello, uh, Pastor uh, Sandra uh, James from up in Northern Virginia. Thank you so much for being here and watching. Uh, and so we're gonna let you go. We're gonna let you go. But, um, thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. And um, we'll keep connected with you. I have tagged you on various social media outlets. So those are great ways, listeners, to follow. And if you go to charvette.com, that's the full bio for our guests. I only gave just highlights, but her full bio is there. Thank you for being here, Kimra. Thank you. Thank oh. you. You're welcome. All right. Awesome. 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 Another phenomenal show. Um, listen, I know you have people that you're saying they needed to listen to this. You can share this out, uh, share this in all of our platforms. Hello, those on Periscope, give us some hearts. Hello from YouTube and across Facebook and then certainly iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker. Um, oh my goodness, we're in a lot of different places. And of course, Charvette.com, our main website where you can listen to all of our past um, interviews and all of the upcoming interviews and this interview today. So we're wrapping it up here. Thank you so much. Let me shout out my mom. Hey, mom. Great show. Thanks, mom. That's my mom, mom right there. All right. We're going to let you guys go. As always, thank you for being a great uh, part of the show and we will see you later. Bye. Live from Richmond, Virginia, you've been listening to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Catch Charvette Mitchell every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Interviewing all the stars you want to hear from. So until next week, stay motivated, excited, and influenced. This is the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show.